Yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah. You already know the vibes. Already know. I ain't with that switching sides. From Chicago, my motive is stay alive. Stay up, stay up. Never fade away like mine. I'm, I'm dripping like Fiji, watch him slide. I can't keep it PG all the time. I don't like sugar coating that make me feel like I lied. My, my future got me checking the time. Yo, 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 yo. What's good? What's happening? Welcome back. What's good to listeners? Old listeners, what's happening? We here, Threes from the Ring, episode 90. Me and this bitch. It's your boy Chris J. Got the boy Chell Sad on So, we back. I have to give you guys two episodes last week. One being very educational. And shout out to those that did listen. Shout out to that. Uh, shout out to the homie Jeremiah for uh, getting on, joining us last on the uh, second episode we dropped last week. So much love to him. Uh, and definitely he will be back to actually talk wrestling, basketball with us in the near future. So, but let's go ahead and get straight into this episode. We got. Uh, we're pretty much. Almost close to getting to the second round of the NBA playoffs fully. Uh, it did start last night with, excuse me, last night with uh, the Celtics and, yeah, the Celtics and the Raptors played, and tonight the Heat and the, the Heat and the uh, Bucks played, and so which series you want to go into first? Uh, let's go into the, the Celtics versus the Raptors, cause that's right. a. It's crazy. Yeah, so that ended in a very shocking blowout last night, uh, where the Celtics literally manhandled the uh the Raptors. I'm not gonna make much out of the fact that it was a one hundred and twelve to ninety four score. Uh the Raptors what did well, they both swept their teams. But um I think matchup wise, I think the Celtics Match up really well against the Raptors, matchup wise. So, I'm not shocked that 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 like if the Celtics do win, they're going to get blowouts. But I think the Raptors still have what it takes to defend them well and all of that. So I'm not really going to trip on what how Game One ended. It, this series could easily go seven. It can easily go seven, and, and so I'm not really going to sit there and make. make Game one dictate. Oh my God, the uh, Celtics might actually win the finals and all that stuff that we seen to saw on ESPN today in the past twenty four hours. They're a really good team. They like I hate the Celtics as a franchise, but they have some young guns that I like. I like Marcus Smart. I like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. It's just and and it's just the fact they play with the Celtics. I still believe the Raptors should win this series, but uh. If the Celtics is going offensively, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a long series for the Raptors because there's nothing you can really do if you're playing solid defense and the other team just making shots. Nothing you can really do about that. So those are my initial thoughts. Yeah, um, you know, my initial thoughts is I'm rarely right on this podcast, but I know one thing I'm always going to be right on, and that is Marcus Smart is a really, really good basketball player. Um, 
I, I just game changer, bro. Fred Van Fleet was an Alcatraz, bro. I said that man a god. Alcatraz, bro. Not to cut you off, but I, I'm pretty sure Marcus Smart is happy that he just has to guard Fred Van Fleet because he has to guard niggas bigger than him most of the time. Yeah. It's amazing. And I don't really got that much to say. I think, you know, it's this is <laughs> this is gonna be like the Celtics taking away Philly, even though they swept them, that's I still think that would have been a harder series for them because logically the Celtics has nothing for Joel and B, right? Mm-hmm. In this situation, like Pascal don't got no moves. Halfback dive. So it's through. not like you like it's it's not like you gotta go against a big superstar and which Pascal's ain't got no moves and as great as Kyle Lowry is, he ain't somebody you making whole game plans around, right? Kyle Lowry has a more psychological a psychologically, you know, game plan, right? You you know, he gonna get those fouls. He's gonna he gonna he gonna mess you up. It's not saying that he ain't no scorer, but he ain't he ain't somebody like Joel Embiid in which you gotta, you know, make sure he don't get to his spots. Make sure you close out and all that type of stuff. Uh, and then, so, therefore, you really just dealing with their two major scores. And, you know, I'm not trying to say Pascal ain't their best player right now. I'm just saying, like, he ain't got no moves. So, if you can stop that man from got darn spinning to the post, you kind of Gucci. Because um, mm-hmm. he ain't a, a great shooter. So, you really just got to neutralize Norman Powell and Fred Van Fleet. Uh, not really worried about Serge Ibaka, right? So that's going to be easier than I think. That's easier neutralizing them two players than it is trying to neutralize Joel and Embiid on any given night, because mm-hmm. they got swept. Because they the, the reason Philly got swept is because there was nobody to help Joel and Embiid. We'll still probably be watching that series right now if there was somebody to help Joel and Embiid. Yeah. So, um, with with that being said, like people like Kimba, people like Jason Tatum is going to have way, way more like room to operate because of how that team is set up. Like the Raptors is good defensively, but all of that, like it's so much you got to guard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like because Kimba, Kimba is is. He's very hard to play one-on-one because when Kemba's hot, he's hot. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that's hard to play one-on-one. Jason Tatum, you probably can't play for one-on-one. Um, and then Marcus Smart had a really good game, too, not just throwing a defensive end on an offensive end, too. So you got to chalk that one up to just the L when they on fire like that. You know what I'm saying? So, But like I said, I'm not going to judge the series off of one game. Nick Nurse is the coach of the year. He is the the, – the, wait, did he win coach of the year? Yeah, he won. He what the he won the coach's vote of coach of the year. Right, the the coach of the year that matters, um, because he he actually is voted by his counterparts, um, but with uh with um excuse me with uh with that I think Nick Nurse will make his adjustments and I think the Raptors probably will take the next game to keep it real with you. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh. I, this series is going to come. It's not just. I feel like it's not even going to be talent that dictates what goes on in this series. 
it's going to be coaching because both Brad Stevens and Nick Nurse are great coaches. Like, arguably, yeah. they're like top three. Like, whatever order you want to put them, put them in. Like, but they're top three. Uh, so anything, like anything, I feel like in terms of adjustments will work will work out in favor of either either coach. Honestly, uh, the one thing the Celtics may miss. If this series go longer, is Gordon Hayward? Like I know he had a serious ankle injury, but and he's probably out the bubble because I also know he said he had to leave if because he's expecting this. Uh, I think his wife or girlfriend, whatever, is about to give birth. Uh, so I know he said he planned on leaving the bubble anyway. So in terms of because one thing I think it helps with 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 the Raptors is when you have death in terms of just like player death and. I know people give. And I was talking to somebody on Twitter where they said they need Gordon Hayward, but I'm like, they play better without him. It's just you niggas don't recognize nobody on their bench, and most of those niggas on their bench know their roles and all that. Like, and at, and at, at the end of the day, at least Kemba, Jalen Brown, or Jason Tatum's on the court with them. That's the thing. So. And I know some people saying the Raptors have the height advantage, but so did Philly. What difference did that make? It's it's a coaching thing. It is definitely a a coaching thing. thing. It's a chess match more than ever. Yeah. Uh, Just like how, just like how the, and you know, I'm so sorry for Dallas because they lost Porzingis. Damn, I I hate the fact that he tore his meniscus, bro. But um, just like that. When Doc Rivers, other than Marcus Moore being a legit, you know, kill out there, as in he was going to hurt Luka one way or another, um, that, man. <laughs> Doc Rivers started to coach. Yeah. And he was able to get Paul George in rhythm. I know we're going to talk about that later, but he was able to get Paul George in rhythm. So, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not really that concerned about the Raptors. Now, if, if Marcus Smart continues to lock up Fred Van Fleet, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it, a lot of die. It's it might be a lot of die because it's not not to say that Fred Van Fleet is their best score because Pascal technically is technically, but that's your in turn. I feel like you know Kyle Lowry can still do his thing. Like he led them in points the other night, but I'm still like you need Kyle you need Fred Van Fleet to be like your hot rod no matter what like your fail safe. And if Marcus Smart is in in his ass like that, you have a problem, and you don't want that type of problem. Like, and also Nick Nurse, you can't let Marcus Smart get twenty one freaking points. The thing is, is like Marcus Smart has these games randomly. Like, I, like I said, I hate the Celtics, but they have so many players I like to see. Marcus Smart is, has the has these random shooting games where it's just like, you know what? Yes, I know he shoots thirty percent from three, and he sco- and he shoots probably like forty percent from the field. It's those one of those games where he just he gets hot, and it's nothing you can do about it. You yeah. just chalk it up to the game. No <laughs> so, folks. So that's the bet. Like it happens. Am I about to go in and think Marcus Smart about to average twenty for the rest of the series? Hell no. But now if he does, that changes your game plan a little bit. Then you actually have to defend him. But I'm not expecting Marcus Smart to sit there and be effective on offense. At least again, at least anytime soon. 
So, like, I still believe the Raptors should win game two. I still believe this series is going to go seven. Raptors is still my favorite two uh, winning series. So, I'm going to stick with the Raptors in seven for the time being because we didn't even make, really make predictions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'll probably, let me, let's just to be – so we won't always have the same picks and stuff. I'm going to go with the Celtics to win in, like, six. I ain't mad at that. Like, like it's either going – whoever – if it goes six or seven, the series is over with. But I'm, I'm going with the Raptors either way. Uh. Then let's go ahead and finish the East since they're the only ones in the second round, honestly. Uh, the Heat versus the Bucks. He got in that ass. And uh, <laughs> got in that ass. Jimmy it had was a, a close tr- game, though. It I was a close game. Them, but it was close. It was a close game at first. Then Miami got in that ass. Uh, especially like that, like in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jimmy had a new career playoff career high of 40. Dodgers had 27. He dropped a 40 on them niggas? Yep. He, I think he had, like, he scored over 20, over 20 or 27. I think almost he almost had 27 for the whole second half. That's what I think about Jimmy Butler, bro. He dropped a 40 on Giannis, the defensive player of the year. And Chris Middleton. The, uh, the defensive player of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see how much. Cause I want to know, cause he is the defensive player. Let me see how much. Wait, Drogic had twenty something points. Yep. On the defensive player of the year. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Like that was a situation. But uh. I, I was watching this game off and on because so much is on on a Monday. You got Monica versus Brandy. You got uh, – and then you got uh, wrestling on. So, like, I low-key forgot this game was on until I started watching the fourth quarter. And that's when the, the heat was getting up in that ass. Like, literally, if I had to buy a soundbite of how they waxed that ass, they waxed that ass, especially Jimmy Butler. You got to get the soundbite. And now I'm going to have to – Smack that ass. That ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm add that. So don't worry, people. We will add that to the soundboard. Uh, but Yo, wait, 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 wait. So it was this chick on Twitter that was showing her butt, right? And you know, because she was she, she thick, so she can get the right to do that. Yeah. And it was somebody in the comics was like, "You doing all this? Now I'm gonna have to smack that ass." Bro, I <laughs> cried. <laughs> like, I could, like, gee, I cried for like at least two hours. Yo, I ain't mad Boy, at it. I ain't mad, G. Like, <laughs> do what you gotta do, bro. Do what you gotta do. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, G. Uh, what, what I saw Jimmy do to them niggas was wild. Especially like the last minute. I think Jimmy just got real disrespectful. Really disrespectful. Like that man, literally just stealing the ball from Giannis and Chris Middleton nonstop. Like it was in like a two minute span. I saw like three or four seals just solely off Jimmy. Like he is not playing with these boys. Uh the and literally this is a and this is the thing we need to talk about. Giannis only had eighteen. This whole playoff, I think he's averaging close to thirty. And he only had eighteen tonight. He almost had a triple double though. Eighteen, ten, and nine. But they 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 built that wall. And they said, Chris yeah, Middleton Joel Levine going to, yeah, Joel Levine going to Miami. Chalk oh, that out to the game too. Better like Duncan Robinson and Bam out to the Bayo, Philly. 
Because he going to Miami, bro. Because he talking about Jimmy Butler, talking about hashtag too good. Did he put hashtag F? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, hey. Hey, man. Yeah. All of us say is Elton Brand chose Al Horford and Tobias Harris over one Jimmy Butler. You hate to see it, G. You hate to see it. All because Ben Simmons couldn't take some constructive criticism, bro. That's sad, bro. Like, once again about Jimmy. He may think he's a superstar, but he's a star. But that man just wants people he knows who can be better than him to be better. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. And being in Miami helps him because he know, it's, he's in a system, not even a system, but a culture where it's mandatory. You got to be better. He don't need to tell them niggas all the time that because Pat Riley's there with the mafia. So you got to be better. But point remains is this. Uh, I've been telling y'all that the Heat might literally give the Bucks problems. There's a good chance that I'm not going to sit there and say they're going to get swept. But if the Bucks are not careful, and I mean if they're not careful, they might lose in six. I, in fact, Miami in six is my pick. Miami six is my pick because Jimmy Butler yeah, looks like Miami. he wants it. Unless the refs do a job, which you're going to see. Let me tell you something, bro. The refs is going to do that job. Game two, Giannis is going to go to the line at least 14 times, bro. How many times did he go to the line tonight? Let's see. Free throw. He already went to the line. Dang, Jesus Christ. That man went to the line 12 times, only made four free throws. He go, bro, 18 then, bro. I'm telling you, G, to make he is going to get to that line, Joe. Because you, I don't think the league going out like that, bro. Let me find. Let's see. Yeah. How many free throws did the Bucks have as a team? Hold on. Twenty six to Miami's twenty seven. So it was about even. Damn, Jimmy got to line thirteen times. <laughs> That's classic Jimmy right there. Classic Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, if if they do get that call, <laughs> if they get that call, but if they if not, if Miami still overcomes and Giannis gets to the line twenty times, but that's a problem in itself. Giannis should not. Giannis has the LeBron syndrome, but I don't think I ever seen LeBron literally miss over ten free throws in a game. If he had, it was probably close, but not in a playoff game. I seen LeBron miss over ten free throws, not in a playoff game, like. No, like that's 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 unacceptable to me. Especially if you're the star, you're the team, you're literally about to be the MVP, bro. Like all eyes is on you, bro. But you can't be missing free throws. That that's free points, right there. Jesus Christ, Chris Middleton didn't even get to the free throw line. Hey, Chris Middleton, hoop though. This is how you notice know a different situation, G. Um. Uh. It's 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 um it's weird, cause everybody and their mom and their mama know Chris Middleton sucks. Boy, mid. <laughs> but why in game one does Chris Middleton be better than Giannis? I don't get it. Wait, can you repeat that? 
why is Chris Middleton battling Giannis in game one? I don't get it. It's not like anybody on God darn Milwaukee, I mean, on in Miami can beat Giannis, like defensively, can guard Giannis one-on-one. That's the plan. You build the wall. It's the Greek wall. The same way that the now, Raptors if Giannis, did. If Giannis got down thing right now while he on the Bucks, he can't get to pass the second round, bro. That's just you, your MVP can't get past the second round. Well, he was in the conference finals last year. No, I thought the no, I thought him was, Philly. No, that was no Philly. No, Philly in the Raptors was the second round. It was just how they, it was just so how lit and how we remember that shot. We thought it was oh, the uh, conference yeah. finals. That shit felt like it. That shit felt like a, a conference finals, bro. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why that's. I don't know why I thought that was a conference finals to me, huh? Yeah, like sometimes I I do the same thing because it's like, I like it's just we people remember the shot more than the Bucks being up two zero and then losing <laughs> four straight. You right? Like people don't remember that. Like I, I, I'm like, oh yeah, like they did beat the rap, they did beat the Bucks get to the finals, but people talk about Kawhi making that shot more than strapping up the whole team, strapping up Giannis and Darren Chris Middleton to beat them, and literally you put you telling the Miami Heat to do the exact same thing with, I feel like more, like the, the Raptors have a good def- had a good defensive scheme. The Heat can do the same thing while at the same time you just want to risk it. You have bodies to send at Giannis. And that's why I feel like it's more successful. And not just defenders. You have smart defenders. Jimmy Butler's a smart defender. Jay Crowder, he's a big body, but he's a smart veteran defender. Iggy, smart defender. Shit. And Bam is one of the better defensive bigs in the league. So, like, yeah, like, they not going to be able to lock Giannis up. Like, you're not expecting, like, it, you just want to limit him and that, and limit him to the point where it's like, all right, we're not going to let you beat us because we know full well we're not – we know full well Chris Middleton is not going to beat us. We know Eno Eric Bledsoe's not – I think Eric Bledsoe's out with an injury again. Eric Bledsoe's not going to beat us. George Hill is not going to beat us. Freaking the Lopez brothers, damn show ain't about to beat us. Fuck we look like losing to the Lopez brothers. No. We want to see if you're going to beat this defensive scheme. And if you do, whoop the goddamn do will take that L. But we want to see if Chris Middleton can beat us because we're going to limit you to the best that we can. And if Giannis cannot break that defensive scheme, woo we. We might have heat in five, but I'm going to be generous and give Giannis the respect of being a, about to be a two-time MVP and say, hey, I'm giving him two games. But, at, like, from what I saw in that fourth quarter, there's nothing that tells me, A, the Raptors is going – I mean, uh, the Bucks is going to win this series. The Heat nope. are not bitches, and I like that about them. They're not no yeah. bitches. They definitely got no holes, and I also hate to be Chris Middleton because he is getting so much fucking blame, and he had 28 points. <laughs> it be that way. Somebody uh-huh. said on Twitter that literally Chris Middleton is nothing but a glorified Mo Williams. That's not a lie. <sighs> like, we was not talking about Chris Middleton, except maybe our homie Clayton. Shout out to Clayton if you listen to this. But nobody was thinking about Chris Middleton until Giannis <laughs> stepped up and became Giannis. 
same way nobody was giving a damn about Mo Williams, even though he had a decent year that led to him getting signed to Cleveland. But it was still Mo Williams. He became an all-star because he played with a LeBron James. And LeBron kind of said, hey, put my homie in there. Plain and simple. Chris Middleton's the same thing. Chris Middleton's not going to win you games. He's not. Especially in the playoffs. He has shown us countless times. He's not going to win you games. So hold that L. But uh, anything you want to add before we move on? No, I don't want to add anything. It's just the, the energy not going to be kept the same because AD got ran through the dryer. Paul George ran through the ringer for having a bad game in the playoffs. This is y'all the second time losing the first game in the, in, in, in the, in the series. One to the goddamn Orlando Magic, and most of the people can't even name their starting five. Now you're losing to, yes, a superior team, and a team most people thought most likely you wouldn't have seen in the, the conference finals if the, you know, the, the Rangers and stuff would have yeah. been in their favor. But when when I, when we, 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 we slander players jokingly or deservingly, like Giannis' name should be there. Like there shouldn't be days on ESPN when Giannis have a game this bad. He doesn't get talked about and people move towards Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton had 28. I don't care if he did have two of nine in the second half. He had more than Giannis in the first, third, second, and fourth. Mm-hmm. So, like, what? What's the? What's the point? Like, what's the? Why, why are we not? Why are we not keeping that energy consistent? So, that's my thing, bro. Yeah, like, keep the energy consistent. Y'all, Daniel, my nigga Paul George is going through depression in that bubble. He couldn't throw money. He couldn't throw ones on strippers. He was going through it. But we, we clowned him for days. Niggas called him pocket pussy peak. Sorry for cursing. But I had to get the name out. Like, you have to keep that energy consistent. If Giannis thinks next game... Hey, that's our MVP though. That's our and the player, yeah, couldn't even switch on Jimmy. Jimmy gave you forty. Chris Middleton, who Chris Middleton ever locked down? Chris Middleton's not even. They they gave Chris Middleton a defensive badge. I think they didn't. He has clamps on two K. I think he has a defensive badge for playing with Giannis. Just keep it real. Like, like who we locking down, bro? Not Jimmy. Hell no. So. Hell no. Especially a motivated Jimmy. Like, that's the funny thing about... Jimmy has literally just picks his points of, like, should I dominate? Oh, yeah, I'm going to dominate. He picks his spots, and I like it. Because on this team, you really don't need to do that. Because literally, most of the first round, Drogers was hooping most of the first round. If I, if I recall correctly, Drogers was hooping everybody up. Who the hell they played again? The Pacers. Yeah, they hooped everybody up. Jimmy was like, all right, y'all need me to uh, be Hollywood Jimmy. I got y'all. And he did. So, if – and plus, Dryger still gave – almost dropped 30. That's going to be a long series. I'm sorry. Like, I know I get – we named episode uh, why is Eric Bledsoe uh, – I said who did Eric Bledsoe lock up, but he's still a really good defender for a point guard. If he's not – if you having George Hill take those starting point guard minutes – and Eric Bledsoe's not playing, you're in trouble. 
because it's not just Drogic who is going to be hooping at point guard. They used to have Kendrick Nunn coming off the bench. And Kendrick Nunn is a Chicago nigga. Southside legend. He's not on he's not on par with Jabari Parker or Derrick Rose. Still a semi-on Southside legend. Nigga hoop. He's going to get buckets. So, be weary. George Hill, you might want to just boycott yourself. <clears throat> uh, did you uh, make your prediction for this series? Uh, who you got? Oh, yeah, I got Miami. Pick a game. Four, five, six, seven. I got Miami. All right, cool. I think right. also for, for you know, reasons I, I want Miami to win. <laughs> Uh, just so the world can blow up. Oh, yeah. And MVP couldn't get out the second round. Defensive player and MVP couldn't get out the second round. I'm like, just so, just just to kind of get on that for a quick second. People don't understand what the media just did by giving Giannis defensive player of the year. Y'all don't know what the media did. Oh, Giannis just came out, bucks Giannis up to Cooper, whether he asked to switch on Jimmy Butler during late game exposure. To guard him? No. I didn't. Why would I ask that? I'll do whatever the coach wants me to. You listen to Mike Budenholzer. What? Um, I let you go ahead and drop your quote. Oh, Mike Budenholzer thing. You, you listen to Mike. You like, bro? Let, let's list. Oh. Let me look at all former defensive player of the years real quick. Hold on. List. I'll give Rudy I still give Rudy Gobert some respect. Hold on, but we're gonna still talk about defense. He is locking Yeltsin up. Yeah, he he been doing good on Yoke. It's just Jamal Murray. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody locking Jamal Murray up there. <laughs> and we'll talk about that series in a little bit, but history of defensive player of the year winners. All right, let's start with um let's go let's go with the nineteen ninety and on. Dennis Rodman. You know full well Dennis Rodman about to guard the best front court player. He ain't never gonna sit there and let nobody tell him. Dennis Rodman no. guard magic. Exactly. He's going to guard the best player front court or perimeter. I think he's both. I think Dennis Rodman guard in that series, they, they win the Pistons won against the Lakers. I think Dennis Rodman guard everybody except fucking Kareem. And Kareem was washed at that point. Yeah, but I, I honestly think you can look at highlights and see him literally guard everyone. Yeah. Like, nigga guard Carl Malone. That nigga guarded everybody, bro. Exactly. Dennis Rodman He's is not... automatically like, I'm going to guard your best player, Joe. He guards I think he guarded everybody. Mike, too, but I think Joe Dumas, him, and Isaiah Thomas all fucking six That was a collective Mike effort, series, even bro. then. Mike still had 30. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on. Dennis Rodman. We know he, he, we know he don't need to listen to the coach to guard the best man. David Robinson. We know that's the Admiral, G. Yeah, that's the Admiral. Respect. Hakeem Olajuwon. That nigga had to run the gauntlet of some of the greatest era of centers. <laughs> there was no avoiding guarding anybody. Matumbo speaks for itself. Gary Payton. Come on, bro. Greatest defending point guard ever. We He wanted Mike. He wanted Mike. Plain and simple. Matumbo, damn, Matumbo won again. Dang, two times in a row. Once again, Matumbo speaks for itself. Alonzo Mourning, once again, a center. He had no excuse. You're going to see niggas. Matumbo, yo, 
We had to give him a tubbo more respect on this podcast, G. In a t- almost a 10-year span, he won one, two, three, four Defensive Player of the Year awards in a, within a six-year span. Hey, man. <laughs> ben Wallace. French Montana gave him a bar. Come on, man. Come on, man. And the only reason I know is because of your, your ass. Uh, yeah, Ben Wallace. I didn't know Marcus Camby won Defense Player of the Year, but Marcus Camby, he's he had to see niggas. He had to see Paul. He had to see Paul Gasol. He had to see niggas. Dwight Howard literally anchored the Magic defense and beat LeBron and won three years in a row. Tyson Chandler stole that Defensive Player of the Year, so I'm not honoring that because that could have been LeBron's. Marcus Gasol. Once again, anchored the offense, anchored the defense, and literally was the face of grit and grind in Memphis. He was not scared to guard nobody. Endo Day, once again, should have been LeBron's Defense Player of the Year award. Uh, Joe Kim Noah. I literally saw Noah that season guard everybody. Everybody. That's why he can't walk without sitting out the next two games. Because of that season. Shot the t- tips. Kawhi Leonard speaks for itself. That speaks for itself. Uh, Draymond Green, never scared. And will kick you in the balls in the process. And Rudy Gobert, we already see what he do against some of the best centers in the league. So, he does, except AD. AD gives that nigga hell. But if you've been watching what he's been doing in Jokic series, locking that man up. Shout to Jamal Murray. And then Giannis, who literally says, I listen to my coach. Come on, bro. That ain't it, bro. That's not it, bro. Like, nah, bro. Like, let LeBron say that you're getting crucified, my nigga. Hmm. Let KD hmm. say it. You're getting crucified. Kawhi literally hates Reggie Jackson to this day because he... He listened to uh he listened to Doc and switched and all of that. Afterwards, Luca did not ever see the face of Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Paul George afterwards. Unless one of them two wasn't on the court. So that's not an excuse. But my point that I was trying to bring out originally was the media has given Giannis is about like the, the type of scrutiny Giannis may potentially get. It because he's going to join a very, very elite class of expectations because you're about to win defensive player of the year and MVP in the same season. The only people who did that was A, a Michael Jeffrey Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon. The only two players. So you're putting they're they're putting GOAT level expectations on him. Not saying that Giannis Giannis could enter goat talk, but it's too soon. But you're putting. They said that goat- man was guarding. They said that man was guarding Jay Crowder in the clutch, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, G. Like, and I saw it. Come on, bro. Like, no. Like, you're supposed if if that nigga want to get hot, they know. You guard that nigga. Like you ain't go- you don't need to dodge the smoke. It's the playoffs, regular season. Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, do your thing. Drop your 40. I'll guard Jay Crowder. Playoffs? Hell no. 
hell no. Like, no. Like, like I like Jimmy, but bro, lock that nigga up. Because Chris Middleton ain't going to do it. It ain't like Jimmy is like a, a Dame or a Curry or something like that. Don't, or even a Luka in the aspect of there's nothing you can do to stop him, bro. Go in there and try. You can go in there and try on Jimmy. It's like you're not about to lose no type of stamina trying to guard Jimmy, bro. Exactly. He ain't putting up from the logo on your ass, G. Like, what like, the hell? Like, I, I can't respect that, G, but, like, I I pay attention to first take before I go before I leave for work tomorrow. I pay attention, and I'm I'm yeah. paying very close attention to what that opening topic is. And let it be anything that does not revolve around Giannis having less than twenty. Yeah. And like, come on, like those expectations for Giannis is about to skyrocket because the media is about to get that man defense player of the year and MVP. And they're going to crucify him because you put him in that round. Y'all did. This was supposed to be Anthony Davis, Defensive Player of the Year to win. Supposed to. So, God forbid uh, the Lakers see the Bucks in the finals because you already got to motivate LeBron and motivate AD. And they're going to come at that man. But point of it all is this. you you put Y'all put these different... It's a different type of expectation now because now he has to be under the microscope like LeBron is under the microscope now. And LeBron never did, never won a deep play, defense player of the year in MVP in the same season. Never. So now he, like, to me, I have to look at him differently. I have to. Plain and simple. So keep that energy consistent. Plain and simple. <laughs> Uh, so let's go ahead and look at the West. Um, before we even look at uh, the playoff thing, uh, that, I just want to have a dialogue. Uh, a lot of you niggas owe LeBron an apology, the Lakers an apology, uh, because once again, y'all y'all crown like I love Dame, have the most respect for Dame G, but y'all y'all crowned that nigga a little too soon. Y'all did not watch them Portland teams in them last two three games in the regular season when they were struggling to beat niggas, and it took Dame. To become raw as hell to beat those teams. It took CJ McCollum to use all the effort in his bad back to make sure they got out those games. But defensively, that team is ass. And y'all said, oh yeah, they're going to beat LeBron and the Lakers in seven. The series didn't even get to seven, didn't even get to six. It shouldn't even went to five. But shit happens. Y'all owe LeBron an apology. And another one of y'all hopes to slay the king has another one been bites the dust. dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey. Hey. Gonna get you too. Another one bites the dust. Hey. Throwing it out there, G. But prayers to Dame. Hope you heal up well. I will give Melo his respect because I knew Melo wasn't going to go out no like no bitch in that game. Melo Mello got off. Melo got off. So I respect Melo for not not going out like one. Uh, please, like, just I just want to give an analyst, like, Portland. Fire Terry Stotts. Please. 
please get a new coach. Because I feel like, like, Frank Vogel is not, like, I'm not going to say he's a great coach. He has improved as a coach from the time as a Pacers to his time with the Magic. He has improved. But, bro, I'm not going to sit there and act like uh, Frank Vogel is freaking top five out here. Might might be ten of top ten. But even then, Terry Stotts is not that good of a coach, G. It's time. It's just time, bro. I'm sorry. I understand you had injuries. I understand Trevor Reza wanted to be with his kid and all of that. But, bro, it is time, bro. It's time. Let him go. It be that way. Hold that L. It's time for a new coach. I'm just saying. Yeah, definitely. But, you know. Hopefully we can see what they can do next season when their team is fully healthy. That too. That too. That too. But I'm sorry. Like, that man kept playing that white side in Yurkic lineup. Them niggas felt comfortable putting AD at the five during those minutes. And AD literally took both of them to school. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on, G. Seriously? Like, come on. But, um... But shout out to the Lakers. They got the job done. Uh, I like what I saw uh, offensively. Defensively, the Lakers did what they were supposed to do. I, I expect nothing less or more from that. But uh, entering a series where, as of right now, it looks like the Rockets have a seven-point lead. So you're about to play the Rockets. I better not ever see JaVale McGee touch that floor. No point. Unless JaVale McGee is going to turn to Dwight Howard in the post, dog. You already got Dwight Howard, so what's the point? And even then, like honestly, you, you really should not see neither one of them two that much. Like if, if I'm if if I'm a, if I'm gonna play either one, it's probably gonna be Dwight, and that's just so the rest AD. But yeah. I I can't play Javale G. Javale, once after the first three minutes, it's like you don't know what you're gonna get with that man. <laughs> that's what I saw, and like like literally, it it's it's sad. But in a series against the Rockets, if you're potentially going to see the Rockets, you don't play JaVale at all. Like, you have to go into that series. You're starting AD at the five. You have to. And I would start Marcus Morris. I mean, Markeith Morris. I would start him or you go super small. Well, well for them, be super small. And you start either. Who's one? No, cause, well, Kuzma still him, Marky Morris, same size. Like, um, I see you starting Kuzma because you gotta have that same, you gotta have that explosive offense, just like the Rockets gonna have, bro. You're I not gonna you. beat them with grit and grind, play like that, yo. Yeah. You 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 gonna need somebody who can score the three other than Danny Green, and you you can't rely on Contagious Caldwell Pope because if he gonna be there, with, if he gonna be the one starting. James Harden is going to put that man through a thing. You see what Kawhi do to that man. What you think James Harden is going to do? At this point, you just hope James Harden defeats himself. Because <laughs> there's nobody. Yeah, in... I, I agree with that. But, like, you got to fight power. power. They going to come out hot. You just can't hope you grit and grind them niggas to death. To the... That's what the OKC trying to do. And they ain't working. It's not that. They're trying to shoot with them. That's the problem. You don't shoot with the Rockets. You score with them. Once they get cold, you continue to score. 
Because once you're in that, hey, I'm about to chuck threes with you, and you're not a three-point shooting team, which, for one, the Lakers are not, even though KCP has been making his threes. Danny Green is starting to find his shot. Shout out to Marquise Morris because I have yet to see him miss a uh, miss more than two threes in a game. And that's it. So the shoot like their shooters are shooting, at least. LeBron shot looking good. A D jump shots looking good, so that's good. But you don't want to trade threes with the Rockets. That's how you don't beat the Rockets. Unless you're the Warriors. There is, there is a situation that this this series has to be played through A D. Yes. That and that's not a, like a that's not like a thing that it has to be played through A D. If Bron only averaged eighteen this series, cool. A D gotta average whatever it is for them to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there there should be no there should be like like literally no there should be no reason A D don't dominate this series. Yeah. PJ Tucker's not that good on defense, bro. He is literally the the most exciting thing about PJ Tucker is his shoe collection. That's it. That's what you look at. What Kobe is he gonna wear today? <laughs> he ain't lying. But yeah. So that should be that should be and then if, and they most likely gonna have PJ Tucker. He gonna have to pick between guarding Braun or AD. Literally, if that's the, the Lakers, purpose bro, of Robert Covington. Robert Covington, like literally, you're hoping you're hoping that Robert Covington and PJ Tucker for seven games locks up both AD and LeBron, which is huge cat. You just and once again, and the key with James Harden is you just you make sure you don't get forty. That that's how you beat. That's to me how you beat the Rockets. James Harden doesn't get forty. And literally, you have a and literally you just have enough scoring where I feel like with LeBron and AD, when they on fire, it's a scary sight. And you just need, because honestly, I don't see, because the thing is with Lakers, like the Lakers, their best lineup in this series is going to be, and I hope they play this lineup. I really hope is AD, Kuzma, AD Kuzma, LeBron. You may hate me for this, but if Rondo's healthy enough, Rondo, because you kind of just need the veteran defensive shit, and he might irritate either Russ or Harden, one of the two. I'm not saying lock him up, but irritate. And I want Deion Waiters on the court for bucket purposes. <laughs> for bucket purposes. Because it's the thing. The Rockets only have really like two or three defenders. Harden's okay at best. Westbrook is on a bum quad, so he's not really trying to do nothing but rebound, honestly. P.J. Tucker's going to be on LeBron or AD, and Robert Covington's going to be on LeBron or AD. I'm not scared of Daniel House. Ben McLemore has never been a good defender at all. Austin Rivers. Eric Gordon. There's no defenders on this team. Outside of two, and they already got to be assigned to the two best players. So unless you' about to play them forty minutes a night, and they're going to be hindered on offense because they're focused on guarding those two niggas. Why at least with the Lakers, you just like look, we just need you niggas to limit Harden and just hope and make Westbrook shoot threes. 
Because the mugs are not going to go in. If he, if he, if Westbrook is hot at three, chalk that up to the game. That's a game I expect you to lose. It'd be that way. Westbrook went five freaking eight from three. Cool. Because next game is going to go one for eight. <laughs> it's just the reality of watching Westbrook shoot threes because it's not 2K. He'll make them on 2K. I've seen it. But, but yeah, but, like, I feel like the Lakers should, st- if they get the Rockets, I'm going to say Lakers in six. If they get OKC, and that's if OKC somehow survives uh, and takes us to seven because they only down by six right now. Uh, then on then, I I'm gonna say Lakers in five. Chris Paul's gonna get a game. Uh, but they might sweep their ass. Honestly, <laughs> let's just keep it all the way buck. But because I'm sorry, Stephen Adams gonna see AD and Mike is sent to Alcatraz. Like I'm seeing, like like from what I'm seeing, like PJ Tucker and that is literally just. Like, hey, I'm about to get this rebound. Somebody else get the board, bro. They gang rebounding the hell out of Stephen Adams this whole series. And it's sad. But um I swear Chris Paul is one of the best floppers in the league, G. Uh but yeah. So like the Lakers got it. Rockin Graham got two points, two votes in the in in, in most improved pair thing. We get to that later. Two first place votes? Yeah, two or- first place votes. That's expecting, like, that's expecting. I'm just, but that's bogus. Yeah, it is. But I'm, I was expecting Ingram to win. Honestly, I didn't even look at the votes yet. So, but, uh, but yeah, um, let's go ahead and talk about the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers finally closed out against the Mavericks. Uh, the moral of that series was for one, Paul George found himself the last two games, and Kawhi Leonard's a dog. I'm still shaky on the Clippers because I swear when they should be the best defensive team in the league. And it's like sometimes I sit there and be like, bro, do any of you niggas really play? It's like it's more team defense than anything. Team defense. And honestly, I'm hoping Doc Rivers is smart enough to realize that, A, I can't afford to let Montrez Harrell steal minutes from Zubac. Because Zubac has looked really freaking good, even though Porzingis didn't play the last three, four games. But Zubac looked so much better. Looked better than Montrez by a huge mile, and the Clippers played better when he was on the court. That's just me. But uh. I'm. St- it's just the Clippers, like, between the Lakers and the Clippers, I was just more impressed with what I saw from the Lakers than I did with the Clippers. Like, if Kawhi didn't, like, it's just, with that team, Kawhi should not have to drop 30 every night. He shouldn't. Now, he should drop 30 because he can, but he shouldn't have to drop 30 every night. Just looking at that team. Like, yeah, I understand Paul George is going through his uh, situation and all of that. So he's just starting to get caught back up. You still have Lou Will. Marcus Morris is uh, was at one point one of the better scorers in the league before he got traded to the Clippers at one point. So he's any given night he could give you 15 and 20. You have a bunch of dudes who give you 15 and 20 any given night. 
And seeing that Kawhi has to work hard every freaking night on the offensive end, frustrating. Which is why you see Reggie goddamn Jackson, uh, where Kawhi just says, fucking let me let Reggie Jackson defend Luka and get cooked to hell. But the Clippers just defensively look so unimpressive sometimes to me. It's frustrating to see. Uh, and also, Luka's a dog. Yeah. Plain and simple, Luka a dog, G. And you have to get that man his respect, his flowers now because I know it's safe to say that this is going to be Giannis's league and all of that, but let's just keep it real, bro. This We might be in Luka world, G. We might have to go through a phase where literally, Jesus Christ, uh, uh, I'm, there's a stat they just showed on TNT where they said the, the, the Rockets have 14 turnovers to 12 assists. That is nasty. Uh, they only up by one. Take that back. They up by four. James Harden made three. Uh, but, but yeah, this league might be Lucas in two to three years. It might be his. And I know a lot of us want to give it to Giannis, and the perfect world should be AD's league, and all of that. But bro, we might be in Luca world, and, if it, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with that, G. Yeah, I'm cool with it too. But hey, but uh, your thoughts on the this series? Guess <laughs> what we thought was gonna happen. Not really too surprised. Yeah. Plus, KP was out. Yeah, that too. If we gonna use that same logic, Dame was out. That's the only reason that KP was out. And he got ejected that first game, so. But uh, uh, for the Mavs, they really going to need some veterans next season. Uh, really going to need that. I feel like they need a, a – like I, I, Van Fleet's supposed to be a free agent this offseason. You throw Van Fleet the bag and see what, and see if he wants to lead the Raptors. How badly do you want to lead the Raptors? Because mm. it's like – it's it's not a problem that Luca Luca probably has the highest usage rate of any person in the league that isn't James Harden. So, cause he's always the primary ball handler, always. And plus, you got factoring he gets close to eight re, over eight rebounds a game. So he's getting the ball and moving up the court. You need a secondary ball handler. I feel like and Fred Van Fleet makes the most sense. Yeah. And you need to find a respectable center, backup center, or whatever. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think um, for them, I got fucking pissed. But for them, I think like say for instance, Porzingis, you you go into the next season, and Porzingis is not. What you want him to be? I think you definitely flip him for you flip him for a a like a a two way wing because you can always find somebody serviceable on the front court, but you can get you a wing if he has somebody like Paul George on his side. That team would be way better. Like somebody who can guard the position, but also like with KP. 
you can you it's not somebody that you gotta worry about the whole entire time, if you know what I'm saying. Give me a second though. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to pause? Well, when you drink hard Mike Hard lemonades the whole entire day, you, you can't <laughs> <laughs> It'd be that way. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I just don't you know, I think and this and this is I'm just saying if KP don't work. You know what I'm saying? But I also would think you move KP to the five. Melo should be open next year. He can help. Ooh. That's the most scoring. And the funny thing is, the Mavericks had, like, in terms of advanced analytic stats and stuff, they had one of the best offenses this year. No, yeah, they 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 were they were really good um, offensively, and just, just Luca, Luca just just a really good basketball player. He's better than what people think he is, and I think he literally his he is one of the people who don't have a ceiling. You know what I you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's one of those people who don't have a ceiling. Like so you pair him up with almost everybody. You just need that person. You just need that person. Don't be Chris Middleton. That's what you tell that person to be. Don't be Chris Middleton. Be a legit second player. And I think it can work really really freaking well with anything. I Luca's up next. You you bro, you can't tell me that Luca within the next 5 years not going to have a ring. You you can't tell me. Yeah. Cause Greek Freak ain't gonna dominate that low because folks don't even have a mid-range game, right? Bron gone, Kawhi gonna get slower, KD gonna get slower, Kyrie probably injuries probably catch up to him. The Golden State dynasty slowed down. You can't oh, tell me Luke ain't gonna have a ring by the next five years. Yeah. So it's all about putting that stuff around him. Yeah. And, and like how old is Rick Carlisle? Let me see, cause good ass coach though. Cause Rick Carlisle, once again, he's top five coach in the league. You can put him whatever order you want to put him in. Rick Carlisle is 60 years old, so Pop is dang near 70. So, like, Rick and Rick Carlisle, no homo, looks good for his age. So, like, he, he's probably still be coaching for a good minute. So, like, he could, like, if it's, it's very possible. It's very possible. And, like, Mark, and there's one thing I respect Mark Cuban for. He's an owner who is not scared to drop that bag, bro. It's just. He got it. Yeah, he got it. Like, he's not just going to. And there's one thing I also respect. He doesn't just throw the bag at anybody. Like, he didn't. Like, I'm pretty sure Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to look him in the face and say, max me out, bro. And then they're going to sit there and laugh. (laughs) He's going to laugh like he laughed at next edge on Shark Tank. So. He goes like the man is very smart with his money, and like Dallas as a whole just knows how to remain competitive. Like the one year they were ass, they were ass, and then they got Luca. It changed everything. So, like, I could, I, I'm not mad at that take. Like within five years, based off what you can build, you hope that Porzingis could be that number two, uh, and you can find somebody. To be your number three or number or turn Porzingis to your number two, and you're good. Like they they like they don't have a problem finding good players at all. Like they like Tim Hardaway Jr. looked really solid this year. Like Seth Curry 
has finally solidified himself as one of the best shooters in the league. He's not his brother, but he solidified himself this year. Uh, it's just in terms of just getting front court help for Porzingis. Uh, Cause I don't trust Maxi Kleber. I know they the other dude. I can't think of his goddamn name. Was hurt this year, but uh, I can't think of his name. Let me, let me look at their roster. Cause dude is fake decent. Um, Dallas Mavs center. Do, 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 do. Dwight Powell, there we go. And Willie Collinstein. So they missed they were missing up their backup center on top of it. Yeah. So like very athletic backup center. Yeah. Both well, Dwight Powell's half black, so he's he's quite athletic. That's part of his game. So they, they, they were missing out on like you're missing out on two good centers. Who could have probably made a difference? Because the funny thing about Porzingis, he wants to shoot threes. The amount of long distance threes I saw that nigga shoot in the games he played, I was like, nigga, what the hell? Maybe you knew, maybe you was playing with a torn meniscus. <laughs> it's like, dog. But I, I like what I saw from the Mavs. Uh, I like what I saw from Luka, especially. Once again, you have the best coach in the league. You have an owner who's not scared to spend money. It's just, you want to have, you want, you're hoping that Luka doesn't have a hard time trying to bring in talent or a max level player to play with him than Dirk did. Cause Dirk was stuck playing with Jason goddamn Terry. Let's just keep it G real. And Jason Terry just got lucky and got a little bit and benefited from the fact that Dirk got hot. Let's just call it what it is. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the Clippers is waiting for the winner and we're getting a fight. We getting a game seven between the Nuggets and the Jazz. Uh, I don't remember what I said. My prediction was what it said. I think I said Utah. I mean Jazz. I mean uh, Nuggets and six or five. I don't remember. Uh, if I knew this series was gonna go seven, I probably would have laughed. Uh, especially from what I saw from the Nuggets during the bubble games. But reality hits you really fast sometimes. But. Yes. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell has been hooping this series. Jamal Murray has been hooping this series. Jamal Murray had to hoop to literally bring this team back into this series. Let's keep it G real. He had to. Yeah. But uh, and I'm giving Jamal Murray his flowers because playoff Jamal Murray is officially a form now. Because yes. he did this last year. Nothing new. So him doing it again, you're proving me wrong. And I'm glad you're proving me wrong. I still believe you guys are uh legit third option away which should be michael porter jr uh to get to that legit contender level but if the nuggets win this series and jamal murray continues to hoop like he did because this is the thing we don't know what the hell's going on with pat beverly with the clippers uh lou will is a joke as a defender and um reggie jackson <laughs> that boy saw his life flash before his ass when he saw Luca. <laughs> and was like, like what? And like, what? bro, like, come on, G. And if it's one thing, like, and I like I already talked about with the Clippers, their main problem is their defense. They can score their ass off, which is weird, but 
that main problem is that defense. And you have Kawhi and Paul George. And, yes, Kawhi and Paul George is much taller than a Jamal Murray and all of that. But having to put your best wing defenders on a on a pretty much a point guard is going to lead to lead to a certain amount of foul trouble coming in real life. This is not 2K where you can sit there where I can gladly throw Kawhi on another team's point guard, aka like when I played like like literally when I played a Celtics team in the league. I throw Kawhi on Allen Iverson because I know they're going to lock the him the fuck up. Afterwards, it's like, I feel bad, but it's like, hey, in real life, Iverson's probably going to get that man in foul trouble somehow. You don't want to take that chance. That's just me. And just seeing how it works in real life. Putting real tall wings on a legit point guard don't always lead to legit results. That's also another reason why the Celtics put Marcus Smart on bigger players. He'll get the benefit of doubt when it comes to getting players getting drawn off as a fouls and stuff. So that'd be interesting, little dynamic to see because the Jack, I mean, the Nuggets have a really good offense when it's running well, and also Jokic is going to be a little bit more free because he don't got Rudy Gobert defending him, and that's if the Nuggets uh, complete the job. Um, but I'm rooting for the Nuggets here. If the Jazz do it. Shout out to Paul George, uh, probably getting put him back into depression because he's gonna see Joe Ingles again, and we know how uh, Joe Ingles has is Paul George's kryptonite. So, but uh, I'm looking forward to this game seven. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a fun ass game seven. So, my thoughts. Uh, yeah, that yeah, it's gonna be a fun game seven. Um, it's gonna it's it's gonna be one of them situations where. Um, who gonna go? Is it gonna be Donovan Mitchell or is it gonna be Murray? Who gonna take over? But also, who gonna help? That's the that's probably the bigger thing. Who's going to help? Because we in a situation right now, like it's like who do you who who is the like. You about to it's either Jokic got all his money or he about to get a whole bunch of money, right? Jokic already got his money. Yeah, so when you in this situation, like nigga, play. You they franchise player. Play like it. That's little yeah for me, right? I really got you they franchise player. Like Mumble just say he was top eight. Top five. You know what I'm saying? That's like yeah. what people that's what people say about him. Play like it. That's it. That ain't got nothing else to say. All right, so who you got? Oh, I definitely got um the the Nuggets. I just think it's more exciting to see Nuggets versus Clippers. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun series to see. Uh so I think that's it um, for bat for well not basketball but the playoffs. So uh, want to do a quick haul and all because uh, we haven't done one in freaking weeks. Uh, Chauncey Billups, Hall of Famer or not? Uh, is his center in the Hall of Fame? Not yet. No. Until until my nigga get to the Hall of Fame, Chauncey ain't it, bro. 
<laughs> Let me pull up Chauncey Bellows uh, resume real quick. All right. Like, initially, like, to me, I said this on Facebook earlier. Chauncey Bellows is going to be a Hall of Famer eventually. Same way Ben Wallace is going to be one eventually. It's just going to take a long time. Uh, so, Chauncey Billups, a.k.a. Chauncey. In elementary school, we used to call niggas Chauncey if you was ugly as hell. It's fucked up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we was wild as hell. But uh, Chauncey Billups' resume. Five-time All-Star, NBA champion with a finals MVP, uh, three-time All-NBA and two-time All-Defense. Uh, career, he's averaging 15, 3, and 5. Yeah. He never was scored over 20 for his career. How was how, how his college? Uh, not worth a damn, as far as I remember. Uh, uh, nah, he ain't. He, he gonna be at that one day. Especially if he can get like a coaching job or something. Damn. <laughs> so he feel like he's absolutely not a Hall of Famer. Despite one beating day, the Lakers one day. and winning he the finals MVP. Just not right now. Until his center get that Hall of Fame. I don't think Chauncey should be at that. <laughs> This center got how many defensive player he is? Ben Wallace, I think, has two or three. Let me double check real quick. Um, ben Wallace. Doo, doo, doo. He has four. Fuck, nigga, what? He has four defensive player of the years, five time all NBA, and six time all defense. I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's weird that my man's not in the defensive player of the year, bro. It is. It's, weird. It, it, like, you mean the Hall of Fame. Uh, but. Yeah. Yeah, Hall of Fame. My bad. Distracted. No, you good. But, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Like, Ben Wallace should be in. Because I feel like, me personally, I feel like Ben Wallace was the glue to that team. Like yeah, yeah. The, like they the the Pistons didn't die until uh, Chauncey left, but they was never the same once Ben Wallace left. That's just yeah. me being real. It was never the same. But the reason why I did bring up this is because uh, it was an article. It was a quote on Facebook of Chauncey Billups saying. Uh, comparing himself to Iverson, he said, I beat the Lakers 4-1. He lost to the Lakers 4-1. He's an MVP, but I won finals MVP. He lost twice in the first round in Denver. I elevated them to the conference finals. How am I not in the Hall of Fame? Mm. Hey. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. That's not a bad case. That's not a – like, he has a case. But this is the thing. You're not Iverson, my nigga. <laughs> No, no, he's not. He's not Iverson, my nigga. Like, you just not. Like, yeah. Because this thing with Chauncey Billups. He was one. He was the offensive best play. Offensive best play on those Pistons teams. Offensively. But that don't mean nothing when you have Ben Wallace on your team. Winning defensive player of the years at will. He, T. 
I saw when even during the summertime when NBA TV shows all the finals and stuff like that, and they dedicate days to teams. When they show that Spurs versus Pistons finals, which is one of the most boring NBA finals to ever watch, I dare you one day, G, to watch that finals from start to finish. You might fall asleep, but I challenge you, bro. It's boring as shit. But Ben Wallace did the one of the best jobs guarding Tim Duncan I've ever seen. And this is prime Tim Duncan. That nigga Tim Duncan was going 10 for 25 and shit. 8 for 27. And we're talking about the big fundamental. So, even though Tim Duncan still won that series, but Tony Parker and Ginobili were things back then. So, <laughs> so uh, while he's sitting there complaining, Tony Parker whooped, whooped uh, Tony Parker and Ginobili whooped Bill up, Bill up's ass. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know that much because I probably was still, you know, playing with blocks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's 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 crazy. Like I, he's not lying though, because you know I would say he got an MVP. What do you value more, a Finals MVP or a, a regular MVP? I would say lost in the first round twice. Like that's some things you talk about if you talk about other players, which is crazy but then again you ain't crossed jordan up so exactly once again that Sixers team won awards that season because how good iverson was yep like iverson elevated that entire team to a finals and there's the difference he beat prime shaq and kobe prime shaq and kobe you beat yep. I hate each other, Shaq and Kobe. Because literally, both of them, both Shaq and Kobe admitted if they liked each other just a smidget more, they would have won that series. And if Carl Malone didn't get hurt, they would have won that series too, I, I strongly believe. But, hey, uh, either way, Chauncey. Is he Hall of Fame? He'll get in eventually, but if Ben Wallace does not get in, your damn sure not get it in. Plain and simple. I'm saying y'all go in together. But I will say that C Mac literally done nothing in his career but win scoring titles and he in that so Exactly. <laughs> and it's just still hilarious. Uh but uh before we move on to wrestling, uh RIP to uh to literally the face of Georgetown University, John Thompson. Uh Really sad to really, really, really sad news to uh, wake up to. Uh, really is. Um, John Thompson was literally he built Georgetown up from the ground as a coach. Uh, and you literally see literally his effect on plenty of NBA players to this day. Uh, Allen Iverson, Patrick Ewing, who's currently coaching Georgetown, it's kind of wild that Patrick Ewing took that job from his son. Uh, but <laughs> But literally, Actually, like that, that job from his what? George Thompson, uh, son. I, what was it, John Thompson the second or third? One of his sons. Uh, he took it. He took uh, Patrick Ewing took his job, took the head coaching job from him. Hmm. Yep. Fun fact. But uh, but yeah, John Thompson literally like built Georgetown up from the ground. Uh, literally saved Allen Iverson's life, like saved his life uh also fun facts 
he won championships with Bill Russell. So, hey, take that for what it is. Uh, NCAA champion. Uh, he would have had more, but he lost them. Did he lose the Mike and James Worthy? I think he lost the Mike and James Worthy that year. I think. And then he would have had another one, but Villanova shot 90% from the field in the first half. And what are you going to do? <laughs> Tell me what you're going to do, bro. If a team shoots 90% from the field in a half, there's nothing you can really do at that point. It's just like, hey. But uh, still one of the best coaches to ever do it. Uh, and literally built up like a lot of memorable players. Like some of the best bigs in the league went to Georgetown. Like you and uh, Matumbo. What, Matumbo didn't went there? I think Matumbo went there and also uh, uh, Lions of Morning. And Iverson was like one of the best guards to play under him as well. So, but yeah, so he has a legacy. Um, a really big legacy in terms of like Georgetown, because Georgetown, regardless, is like one of the faces of college basketball. So, no matter, no matter how good or bad they are, they're always expected to like be one of the best. And he did that. So, it's uh, tough to see a legend like that really go. So, throwing that out there. Um, let's go ahead and go move into wrestling. Uh, so, payback was this. Sunday, past Sunday, um, I still haven't watched the full pay per view yet, honestly. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I really didn't. Um, uh, let me pull up the results. Um, because the only match I really saw was the uh, was Rome, well, the Fiend and Braun versus the Fiend and Braun featuring Roman Reigns. Uh, and all of that. So, uh, you may have to talk about these matches more than I could. Uh, Riot Squad versus the Iconics, which led to the uh, Riot Squad winning. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't see um that match, but shout out to the Riot Squad. Led up to what the heck happened on Raw today. So. Yep. Uh, so just to sit there, spoiler alert on Raw. Uh, they had a match that decided no one could turn for the women's belts, and the losing team will break up and the Iconics lost uh, because uh, was that Peyton Royce? Peyton Royce got the round head, right? No, that's uh, that's uh, Billy Kay. Yeah, Billy Kay got rolled up in a roll-up battle against Ruby Riot. so yeah. yeah. So, I don't know what does this mean. It's weird. Uh, Especially when they're your premier tag team, and in t- in terms of legitimate tag teams, I feel like. Well, it's they stupid. came out that Vince is high on Peyton Royce, so and she, she probably it. have a single thing going on. And we'll see where that goes, because literally, it should be it's that women's division is loaded. Uh, so moving on, Bobby Lashley beat uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, yeah, that, the coolest thing about that match, I did not know, one, I don't watch Apollo Crews matches like that, uh, but I did not know when he came out, it was like, Apollo! Did not know about that, by the way. <laughs> It'd be that way, but, uh, I'm glad Bible Lashley won, I feel like, it, it was something that the Hurt Business needed more 
then Apollo Crews hold on to that belt. So, uh, Big E versus Sheamus. Big E won that match. Really? Oh, you didn't watch that match. All right, cool. Oh, I didn't watch that match. I'm really distracted right now. I apologize. Um, I watched that match. Big E looked great. They're going off of the talk of smack thing. Even when the Miz did yeah. the talk and smack stuff to um to uh uh Daniel Bryan and Miz kind of elevate his 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 promo skills and stuff like that. The yeah. storyline right now going is can Big E have success being uh silly? And he did. He beat the crap out of him. He was really good. The really term good this a silly is it's funny. What you mean? Yeah, that's what but that's what they said. He needs to be serious in order to be good. And I think that's good storytelling. Hope it goes far with with, with Veneer Reigns. I don't know anybody taking that belt from him to keep it buck with you. Now, I don't know what Otis gonna do with that damn briefcase either. But <laughs> no, um but back to Big E. Big E he looked good, he looked really good and his single. I just hope he gets a better barber. That's that's all we kinda ask out of you, Big E, is just Get a better barber, bro. Like, like I don't know whether like that's supposed to be a taper or fade. I I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Either. Next time I get my hair cut, I'm gonna ask my barber that. I'm like, what do you call this? He might laugh, but I'm gonna ask him that. But uh, yeah, I'm glad Big E won the match. I, like I said, I haven't watched this pay per view, but just seeing Big E. Have, look like he's gonna have a legitimate singles run. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, they're really pushing him, like any let him talk and all of that. And yeah, he's shining, and I like that. Like I yeah. like that, and like I like I'm not gonna sit there and say like put the universal title on him, but if things continue to go well, I could see either at Survivor Series or maybe at the Royal Rumble, him getting a shot at the belt. Yeah. Like, I'm not I, can see, I can see him winning the Rumble. I, I can definitely see him winning the Rumble because the Rumble's either probably, because the way they booking Keith Lee, we, yeah. it's, we might get a, our first black winner since The Rock. And I'm cool with that. So, what? Yeah, like, I agree. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, I just, you know, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I hope they full, full like, go through with what they're trying to do. Um, uh, and I just don't know how they do it, right? Because part of me sometimes do look at Biggie and be like, you know, that nigga is silly. But the other part look at me like, but this can work. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, this, the thing is with Big E is like, the silliness is more the persona, but it's not like the character, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, cause like when he's when he's talking, I feel like that's genuine because he talks with passion and shit. But like when he's trolling you, yeah, that's where the silliness come in. But in ring, he's literally most things beating niggas' asses. It's not like like yeah. outside of time when he like does the little hip roll and shit, but. That's more playing yeah, to the he crowd. Talking, he talking cash shit too. So yeah, he's a nigga. So, like that's why I'm like, it's it's kind of like that's he's he's playing his. It's like the character persona thing where it's like, look, when it by the time, when he entered the ring, 
he's probably going to beat the daylight out most of the time. It's just some of the silliness comes with him playing to the crowd regardless because he's a face. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're keeping him face if I have to turn him here, which is would be bullshit to me. But um, if things could go well, I could see a title shot before the year is out. Uh, if things go super freaking well and he wins the Rumble or even like he just continues to just prosper well, he could main event Mania against Roman. Who knows? Like, that's probably the ceiling. And if he probably does main event against Roman at the at Mania, uh, he they might just give him the belt as a, hey, thank you. But just know the next pay-per-view, you're probably going to get murdered um, against Roman because we need this nice long run. But uh, I'm looking, like, I'm I'm really happy to see what they're doing with uh, Big E. I'm glad to see him taking the most of the opportunity. Uh, yep. King Corbin versus Matt Riddle. Uh, thoughts on this match? Uh, it was I. The Matt Riddle train slowed down just a tad bit, and I'm, I'm okay with it. But that usually what happens when anybody go against Bron- I mean, against Baron Corbin is the they um they hype train typically slows down. Uh, but caught them. Baron Corbin caught them in a failure in his home. Um, and some people think they involving the the allegations. In the feud, and some people think it's classless, but I think it's WWE. Um, take that how you want to take it. But, like I say, I don't care, man. It's a Baron Corbin feud. Like, I don't, I don't care. Um, and he, he is used to get talent over. Yeah. So, and yeah. it was a decent match, though. I don't know what Matt Riddle go from here. Uh... I don't. Yeah, I don't know where he go from here. Yes. Uh, do, do you have him go for the IC title? But that's held by a face right now. Did you? Do you have him fight Veneer Reigns? Uh, it's too early. For I don't that. know. But so I don't know what you do with him. Do you have him just have like a high profile feud? Then who is that with? Because. I think Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle did good in NXT without holding a big belt long, right? Same thing, he had the North American title. He didn't hold that that long. Uh, never hold, held the big gold. Uh, but he in one of them situations. Do you continue putting the rocket strap on him because of them allegations? And that's the case. If those allegations is my thing is, if the allegations is what's keeping people, certain people from wrestling and stuff like that, then I, I like, get them off TV. That's my thing, bro. Like, not just wrestling, but, like, being at their full potential. Because if you're going to, if you're going to have Matt Riddle on your TV, on our TV screens and stuff like that, but you're not going to put him somewhere where he, because see, it's, it's, it's one way or another. I think it's the same thing with Keith Lee because if Keith Lee do the same, do his persona not in the main event scene, Keith Lee will be born. Especially the way he talks. You can't. I'm sorry, Randy, but you're not going to be champion anymore. I can't see him saying that to goddamn Apollo Cruz. But the same thing with <laughs> Matt Riddle. When Matt Riddle talk like this, bro, if he talk like this, bro, 
but he going to get Shorty G for six months. I'm going to lose interest. But if he talk like this, bro, and I'm going to spin and kick you from the side of the ring, bro, to Roman, I'm invested. And it's weird. That's me personally, but it's weird. Um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just, that's how I feel personally when it comes to, like, a lot of the wrestlers now, like, that had those allegations said towards them and stuff like that, and, and not said towards them, but uh, they've been accused and stuff. Because it's like, where do you go with them? Because you don't, you don't want to push them and chase the most stuff come out. Because that's that's kind of what it's gonna look like. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know, man. Uh, I hear you. It's a interesting uh, situation. Uh, moving on. Uh, women's Tag Team Championship, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax won, officially ruining Bailey two belts uh, and Sasha no belts. So we're definitely full train ahead on. Hey, Bailey, your days number that smack your days are number that SmackDown champ. So uh, thoughts on this match? Uh, decent match. Uh, Shayna. Probably had one of the better submissions that I've seen in a while. Uh, she basically submitted both. Of, she used Sasha arm to submit Bailey. Really good. Uh, really good. Hey, respect. Oh, really good. Uh, I liked it. The move. Um, it's just that with me, I like to see traditional tag teams win belts. So that's why I wasn't mad when the golden. Um, Whatever the fuck they call it, they show. Golden role models. Yeah, when they won, I wasn't necessarily mad. But I do say this. Uh, I don't know what you do with them at this point. I don't know if you wait to give those belts, like to have those belts be for Ruby and Liv. But then you think about it, the Riot Squad might break up soon. Um. So I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I think, like, I could see it going to the Riot Squad mainly, primarily because I think they just kind of want to have a legitimate tag team. But at the same time, and this is just me been wa- watching random stuff on the network, the most random, it, like, I'm because I, I'm one of those people that prefer traditional tag teams. Like, hey, those are legit tag teams, holding tag team titles. But, if, I'm sure if we was also go down the history of both tag team titles, it'd be we'll see some random rag tag tag teams in that bit too. Uh, yeah. So I'm not mad at Nia Jackson Shayna being that random ta- rag tag team to hold the belts. I see the Riot Squad getting it. Maybe around Survivor Series they might give them like a month or two belt reign, month reign with the belt. Just see where it goes. Uh, at least Shayna Baszler has her first tech, her first belt as a uh, as a, a, a main, main roster, roster, up on the main roster because I still believe she should be on two hundred five live, but it be that way sometimes. But uh, awesome, yeah, man. it's yeah, like at least it's a it's a respectable tag team. Like I'm not gonna see just anybody going in to whoop their ass because Nia Jax is like literally the way they built this team up is like. We don't like each other, but nobody's gonna fuck with us. 
which I like. Uh, moving on, I did see this match. Uh, Keith Lee versus Rand Randy Orton. Really good match. If you were to tell me, though, that Keith Lee was going to win clean, I would have been like, here's a cap. but Because uh, I thought Drew McIntyre was going to come back from uh, CT, CT World and uh, interfere. But really, really good. glad to see Keith Lee uh, get this win. Huge win for him. And also, he did, and he changed his outfit again, people, so y'all can relax. But uh, shout out to Keith Lee for the, uh, getting his win. Yeah, uh, that spirit bomb from the absolute heavens was amazing. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a really good match. Randy Orton putting the rocket straps on the black man for putting him over. I appreciate it. it it's, it's amazing, to tell you the truth. It is amazing, but um, yeah, they behind Keith Lee. Yeah, like it's it's very evident. Like we know that Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon loves Keith Lee. Like, uh, and I'm pretty sure. Like, you also got to remember that this man also loved Mark Henry. It just Mark Henry's body just gave up on him multiple times. So I'm pretty sure he sees yeah. similar things in regards to. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to what they do with Keith Lee on the main roster, like, once again, if he, like, I don't know what happened at the end of Raw, so I missed the, the triple threat match. Randy won. Who? Randy won. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, then, like, if I could see Keith Lee probably get a title shot before, like, if he's definitely going, he's in the, he's in the mania picture regardless. I think he's in the mania picture regardless. He's in the rumble picture. So but I feel like he like they're going to give him the belt. It's it's just win at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but definitely once again shout out to Randy Orton for letting uh Keith Lee get over because Randy Orton has a lot of clout and I'm pretty sure he will have to say Sam I'm not letting that big nigger beat me with those pink ass tights on. Uh Dominic and Ray Versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. I really enjoyed this match. Um, shout out to uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins telling him, kick him in the face. And he kicked Seth in the face. <laughs> and then proceeded to get washed. <laughs> oh, man. That, sh that was hilarious. But uh, I enjoyed the match. Uh, shout out to Dominic getting his first W. Uh, his first W is good to see. Uh, I have a question. Do you keep Dominic on the main roster? Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, but your thoughts on the match? It was really good. Ram Stereo should really always be, like, should be, honestly, he should be number one. Greatest wrestler of all time, just like when everybody, because the man, Four decades of just goddamn great wrestling, almost. Is it? Is it? Is it for? Hold on. When did when quick. did he debut as a wrestler? Let me look that up real quick. Hold on. Ray Mysterio. Let's see. Let's see. Do 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 do. 
do do 45 years old because it's definitely not four decades uh it's definitely not no four decades because uh, then he's been wrestling since he was five yeah he made his so wrestling three. debut in 1989 so that's three right because nine 80s 90s 2000 2010s that's what you mean by decades not necessarily he was wrestling for 40 years but yeah i know yeah using four different decades so yeah. but shit either way it go he's been here he the whole entire time, he's always been one of the best wrestlers there. So, um, just amazing. Putting his son over. Really good ending. I think if a crowd was there, the crowd would have erupted really, really well because the Murphy hitting Seth, that shit sounded like it hurt it. Yeah. Then him doing the um, 619. With the splash at the end, hit a better frog splash in the miss. It's really good. Capped off a really good match. A really good match. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Agree. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to see. Ooh, well, uh, the Rockets and OKC's tied a hunt. The hundred, twelve seconds left, and Chris Paul's at the free throw line. Uh, but, but yeah, so, um. Where the hell my thing go so I can see what other uh, Okay, so yeah, next match is oh the main event, the Fiend versus Bray Wyatt featuring Roman Reigns. Uh, I enjoyed this match thoroughly. Like the Fiend and Bray, I mean the Fiend, the Fiend and Braun was just beating the living daylights out of each other. Once again, I'm always for niggas just beating the living daylights out of each other, but it was it it was really entertaining. A really entertaining match. I wasn't the biggest fan of the ring implosion because once I saw them both get on top rope, I wasn't. I was like, no, please don't do this. They're going to implode the ring, but they did it. And I was like, I felt like it wasn't necessary to me. But uh, I'm not shocked Roman came in at that point because, hey, chaos. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. I got to do something hillish to win this title. But the fact that Roman told the referee, count bitch. <laughs> it's one of the funniest moments of this year. And if we're going to get funny moments like that with Roman Reigns, G, I'm all for heal Roman Reigns until they decide to turn him back. Because this, this it's too golden right now, G. But uh, I'm perfectly cool, with, uh, and I'm glad Braun got the pin, of course. But uh, I'm definitely cool with Braun take, eating that pin and Roman getting the belt back to where it rightly belongs to. Yeah, uh, I'm happy. For, I was keeping up with this damn game too, bro. I'm happy with um, what what Roman is, Hill Reigns. I didn't care if he was Hill or Face. It's Roman Reigns. Kiko, um, uh, when Veneer Rain showed up, though, I was like, huh, because I fell asleep during the Brian and Feed match, bro. I'm sorry. I was bored as fuck. But, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> the, oh, 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 look, bro, I don't like Brian matches and I don't like What's-His-Face matches, bro. That, that combination put me to sleep. 
And I've been having trouble. I've been having problems getting to sleep too. So I was kind of happy I was able to watch that match and what happened. <laughs> um, but when I when I was watching it, um, and I looked up, I was like, "Why the fuck the ring gone?" Oh, they probably did that damn splash they always do with Big Show type niggas. And then um, next thing you know, I saw. Um, Fuck is that man name? Roman come up and be big nigga, the big dog, and I was happy, instantly happy. Uh, I I'm, that's all I really gotta say. <laughs> I'm sorry, G, for laughing, but bro, the way Westbrook just turned the ball over, bro. Damn, they lost in there. They about to, cause G, like. Chris Paul clearly made both free throws because it's Chris Paul, bro. He ain't missing no goddamn free throw. This yeah. nigga, Russ, they don't call a timeout. You used to have a timeout. Literally, Russ literally runs into traffic. Damn. It's out there, a lot of them. But uh, Westbrook literally runs into traffic and throws it to Covington. And Covington, like, oh, man, I didn't know you were going to pass me the ball. And uh, literally, the ball went out of bounds. <laughs> like, gee. Like, that was. That was absolutely hilarious, G. Like, but uh, and Russell, like, and why did I pass this nigga the ball? But uh, but yeah, keep going. Though. I'm sorry. Uh, no, nah. um, yeah, I, 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 I'm happy. Um, that belt definitely deserves to be on Roman. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what this whole fiend, this fiend, that nigga. I don't care. Fuck the fiend. All my niggas hate the fiend. Um, but I'm just happy that, um, that the, the title going to feel more important. Yeah. Like way, 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 way more important. And that's what I'm mostly happy about. Yeah. Because when that title feels important... When that title feels important and and more people are like it just, it brings even though Roman ain't about to lose that bitch anytime soon, it brings a certain genesis qua to the WWE when Roman is a champion. Yeah. So I'm happy. I don't care what anybody say. About him, yeah, there's a bunch of internet nerds clamoring stuff. I hate that he got a, still got the same thing. I thought that was about to go. I'm so sad, but um, I don't care what the internet nerds are saying. I don't care. Nigga, it's Roman time. Like the like the meme says, if you bringing up AEW, AEW is just WWE for niggas who never touched the titty. So exactly, and that's unfortunate really is but uh like i'm happy roman got the belt like like i'm probably the bigger roman guy of the pod like i'm happy uh my main thing is he just stays healthy uh stay healthy stay off the drugs and continue to fuck cancer g plain and simple so those my main things because roman has been way past due for a long title like a long title run They've been trying to get from his long title run. It's just, he probably had the most unexpected set of events that ever happened. 
ever. So, but I'm really happy for the guy. Um, I'm looking forward to what they do with it. What heal or face more likely. To, if you're, when you're with Paul Hammond, you're more likely to heal. It, it just is what it is. But uh, and I think for how SmackDown is set up, and luckily the draft they're doing a the draft, so like he'll have they'll probably do a decent amount of uh change-ups uh with the roster he's going to have some more fresh faces to go against because on smackdown outside of big e and i feel like i'm not giving him giving him big e yet like you you kind of want to play the long game with that if like me at least but currently on smackdown like he's probably gonna go against the fiend again i wouldn't be shocked if they're going to book him, how I think they're going to book him. Uh, Daniel Bryan's probably on hiatus right now, which I don't blame. Yeah, going on your vacation, cute. bro. Uh, it's too yeah. early with Matt Riddle because I feel like he ha- doesn't even have no momentum. Yeah, uh, I don't think Matt got any momentum right now either. Yeah, it's like he has no momentum for at least that. If they do, I'm like, bro, you're shoving them down our throats. It defeats. You, oh, you ever home and said to somebody? What? Oh, the, on Twitter? Yeah. yeah. She's like, the only reason I'm shoved down your throat because you still got your mouth open. My God. <laughs> man, it's fried, niggas. Get that nigga to the... Oh. Hey, man, stop talking to these wrestlers like, you, like, like they dumb out here, bro. Plain and simple. But, uh, but yeah, it's not really that many people... For him to go against right now, that's faces. Unless you turn AJ back to a face, but eh. Uh, at least on SmackDown, at least it's really nobody from the go against. Like I could see them doing a long thing with him in the Fiend, maybe. Well, uh, uh, um, we getting the um draft soon. Yeah, that's what I said. The draft, you're really gonna have to do a draft because it's like. At least now, like, because I, I think they said October. So, at least in the month of September, you just drag something along with him in the fiend. That's fine. That's perfectly fine, honestly. Of course, he's going to retain. You do the draft. You do some switching up. You Because, like, it's, I don't really, it's nobody on SmackDown right now who who can, you can put up against them and be like, okay, that's perfectly fine. Nobody really, so it's an interesting little situation that they in. But uh, I'm not like I said they'll figure it out. Like hey, because especially if it seems like he's gonna be healed for the long run, at least. So, uh, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, I want to talk about this uh pro wrestling illustrated top twenty five wrestlers of twenty twenty list. Uh, so pretty much. Let me just list it from 25 to 1. Walter's 25. I'm cool with that. Kento Miyajori. I don't want... You said what? I said they call me Walter. Exactly. Uh, Kento Miyahara. I don't watch New Japan. Aleister Black. Cool. He didn't do nothing this year, but cool. Besides fall off a roof. Uh, MJF. No. Will Osprey. No, I... I... MJF, I, I, not even cap. I would put MJF before Dean Ambrose when we get to him. But I understand Ooh. if you 
half yard. I like MJF though. Like I like MJ, him, but MJF I put him in front literally of is they best heel in that company. Yes, I and he proves it every single time, and he's okay as a wrestler. So, yeah, like I, I like MJF. I just wouldn't put him in front of Walter. That's just me. But uh, Will Osprey, Jacob yeah. Fatu. He's a uh, uh, like. New Japan shit like that. Yeah, I know he's uh he's he's probably the only uh one of the Uso brother twin cousins whatever that's not in WWE right now. Uh, Braun Strowman. That's some bullshit. <laughs> he shouldn't even be on the list, but whatever. Uh, Rush. I'm guessing that's another uh New Japan nigga. Ibushi. The niggas I know who watch New Japan on wrestling always gets hyped for his matches. Kota Ray Abushi. Wyatt. You said what? Kota Ibushi. Yeah, he that nigga. Yeah, he that. Like each the highlights I see in in, in, tor, in the tournament niggas that watch New Japan love him. So, and like the highlights I see, he, he he be getting down. Uh, Bray Wyatt. I'm not mad at it. Makes sense. Nick Aldis. Cool. Uh, Roman Reigns. I'm surprised. Like I'm surprised he's that high, more than anything, because he didn't do nothing until he like okay. First, well, Royal Rumbles in January, February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First two months, yeah, alone, yeah. I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, Kenny Omega, yeah, should be higher, but that's AEW's fault. Uh, Brock Lesnar should be higher, but I understand why. Keith Lee should be top 10. AJ Styles should be a little higher. Kofi Kingston is too high to me. Too high. Uh, Seth Rollins should be top five. Cody Rhodes should not be over Seth Rollins. Okada, the little New Japan I know, he's that nigga. Nato, the little New Japan I know, he's that nigga. Drew McIntyre deserves it. Chris Jericho. Should not be three, but he should be top six. Adam Cole should be number one, and John Moxley should not be number one. I don't know why we would put John Moxley in this list because in, in 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 some aspects you understand when people say how much they love John. Yeah. he is their champion. He has some type of swagger towards him. Yes. I understand that he hasn't done shit. None of the exactly. matches he had has been popping. None of them. None. That that one he had against Warlow, garbage. He had one against Jack Swagger. Garbage. The Kenny Omega death match. Nigga went to AOW to do death matches. Garbage. Like, hopefully they take the... I want them to take the belt off of him. And put that thing on goddamn MJF. Yeah. It's just... Like, I've been saying this. And this would be a good time to probably have uh, Jeremiah on here. Because he might be at least a reasonable somebody that... Uh, at least advocate why, but it's just like with Moxley, it's like I forget he has the belt. And yeah, we don't see him all the time. Yeah, and I understand there was a point where he was out for a little bit because of COVID, because Renee Young had it, which I understand. Or oh, I should call her by her real name, uh, Paquette or whatever that her name is. Uh, but I understand that he was gone for about a month. Okay, cool, makes sense. Yeah, COVID situation. But I, when I hear about AEW, it's Chris Jericho, 
the elite, the young bucks, insert new w, former WWE talent, MJF, Brody Lee, Cody Rhodes, the trash ass women's division, then John Moxley. Uh, oh, I am oh here Orange Cassidy say, in Orange Cassidy. I am here to say that I am here to say that that without a shadow of the doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and I look, well, it turns my stomach to say that shit. Cody Rhodes had a way better year than John Moxley. Yeah. Front to back. Yeah. Yeah. Front to back. Way better year. Uh, just trying to make that title relevant. All the things that he has done, way better year. I honestly don't know who else would you, you even even say how the close is a good it's, it's rare it's, some people didn't have a good as year as Cody has in the E. Agree. This is a good year for the E in my opinion. So that John Moxley stuff is capped. Of course it was a it was a job. Like they, they wanted John Moxley to be number one. It wasn't something nobody takes the stuff seriously. I think in one year Brock Lesnar was number one. So it's not something that people take seriously. It's just that when the WWE guy wins it you say everybody, anybody but him. But when John Moxley, who did absolutely nothing, don't even wrestle every week, he deserves it. So that's just what it is for me. I fuck that. Like I looked at that and I just laughed because, uh, like, I that's how I, like I know that's how usually them things kind of go. Um, I know how this stuff usually goes. Um, usually they, they, you want to bring hype. I'm pretty sure somebody from AEW probably told them to put John Moxley number one. Probably, of course. At the end of the day, who the hell considers this stuff as legit? Like, legit fucking, like, rankings. Of course, yeah. Because it's all stage. Yeah. You know, the Fiend lost to whatchamacallit, but he got a higher up thing on there. Like, it's not something that I'm necessarily like. Uh, it's not something that I'm necessarily. Uh, how do I say? It's not something that I necessarily care about. I just think it's like, come on, brother, stop the cap. You know what I'm saying? Stop the cap. He good, but he ain't showing no more. So. Yeah. And once again, it's, it's no shade towards John Moxley. Like it's just he just doesn't warrant number one. Colt, and it's just like he wasn't. I he doesn't even come off as top five in in his own company. Definitely. And. It's unfortunate because <laughs> it's, it's like as much as I like, and once again, I want people to know, I was a very strong Dean Ambrose guy, very strong to the very end. Oh, and yeah. with AEW, 
I pay attention to Moxie matches above all. It's just a simple fact of it. He suffers from. He's still suffering from what he had to go through in WWE, where it's just like he's not maximizing what he could be. There, it's just they put, and I hate to say it, they put the belt on him because he is a former top WWE guy. And you can say the same thing about Chris Jericho, of course, but Chris Jericho is an OG in wrestling altogether. Yeah. Like, so it was like, hey, because it was a point where I was like, just put the belt back on Jericho. Hey, like, I wouldn't be mad, but it's just he don't warn up when he, like, he, you could put him on the list, but it's like top 10, no, top 15, no, top 20, yeah. Like, he, like, it's just nah. Like, nah, but, Eh, it is what it is. Shout out to the uh the cons for paying dude off and all of that. Just say hey, put put our people within that top list, cause to me it should have been Adam Cole, straight up. Yeah, it's not even like a WWE fanboy thing. Adam Cole has the longest reigning championship out of probably almost everybody on that list. He, he just did way more in my opinion. Yeah, and like I'm sure if they were, cause I'm pretty sure like that list was done before takeover. I would have probably, if I was able to factor in takeover, that would have been the last nudge to put him up to number one. You you had a freaking one, a match of the year quality match with a celebrity. Yes. So come on, think about that for a second, G. So like that alone just says like where he's at in terms of just wrestler and all the in ring and all of that. But like, it is what it is. It is what it was. John Mox is just not number one. Plain and simple. But uh one ep- end the episode on that note. We appreciate you guys for listening, of course. Much love and appreciation to all the support. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at threes from the ring, three S from the ring, all one word. Uh we appreciate that. Make sure you uh also follow the Instagram, you tweaking media for snippets of uh, all the podcasts from this week, uh, little snippets from all the pods. It'd be greatly appreciated. Check that out. Follow as well. Uh, and whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, whichever DSP you listen to us on, whether SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button, hit that follow button, all of the above. It'd be greatly appreciated if you also hit that rate button, if there's a rate button. Because, hey, Let's me know you're actually listening. But uh, we appreciate the support, all that good stuff. Peace. Avita Zen.